In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The disciples weren't wrong. For Jesus to go to Bethany would not go unnoticed by the authorities. And when he opened Lazarus' tomb, he sealed his own. John's gospel always ties backwards and forwards, and no passage stands without the flying buttresses of what goes before and follows. Even in this dramatic moment, John reminds us of what he hasn't told us yet. He reminds us of the meal where Mary will anoint Jesus, anoint him as a king who doesn't so much challenge empire or temple as utterly transcend them, anoints him for his burial. His grieving friends will grieve again and soon. As word of this event reaches Jerusalem, the fear of a popular reaction that would push Rome to violence the council condemns Jesus to death better that one troublemaker should die than the nation suffers. John's gospel takes that justification and does it one better. He says, the priest did not say this on his own, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus was about to die for the nation and not for the nation only but to gather and to one the dispersed children of God. So from that day, they planned to put him to death. John's gospel has been built around seven signs, acts of great power that reveal who Jesus is and that pull us toward him. It began in a far different moment, a wedding in Cana where Jesus transforms water to wine. And true to that line from that account, he has saved the best for last. Now he transforms death into life. Life has been the point of the gospel from the opening hymn that announces the coming of the eternal word who has made flesh and dwelt among us. In him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The disciples didn't want Jesus to go to Bethany, and Martha didn't want the tombstone rolled back. Danger and stench, darkness and death. And yet, there stood Jesus, as aware now as he will be in Gethsemane of what faces him. And in the same distress, he stands weeping in the face of this world's grief at the loss that death brings, at the weight of evil that stalks human life, the weight of empire and temple that will fall on him, Jesus wept. Our presiding bishop, Michael Curry, preaching at Frank Griswold's funeral, said this. The people around him said, see how he loved him, how Jesus loved Lazarus. But we can look at him standing there weeping and say, see how God loves us how God loves this world. The darkness has not overcome the light, but not because the light remains in splendid isolation away from the troubles of this world. It is in the darkness that the light shines. And if we can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and have no fear, it is precisely because he walks with us. 
see how he loved him. See how God loves this world. The Lamb of God takes up the sin of this world and carries it, carries it away. For we can only see darkness and sense the stench of death. Jesus stands and cries out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Just before this passage, John's Gospel recounts Jesus' teaching about the Good Shepherd, not a hireling who abandons the flock to danger. The Good Shepherd stands firm and calls his own by name. And that's what he does. He goes to Bethany, and he calls Lazarus by name, and with a loud voice that pushes back darkness, that clears the stench, with a loud voice that calls each of us by name, he shows us the glory of God. The glory of God, St. Irenaeus said, is a person fully alive. Jesus has said that the hour was coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. He calls Lazarus by name and Lazarus hears him. He calls each of us by name and calls us to life. And that life is the glory of God he promised us. Where we see danger and imagine stench, Jesus is willing to stand. He is willing to stand by Lazarus' tomb in Pilate's judgment hall. He is ready to face down death and knows that as he is lifted high upon the cross, he will draw the whole world to himself and bring back all the dispersed children of God. If there is glory to see in Lazarus' tomb, it only points to the world-transforming glory of Christ's cross and the empty tomb that we find on Easter. Despite the fear of disciples and the sorrow of the two sisters, Jesus points us towards glory and calls us to hear our name and to believe. There is no darkness in this world or the next, deep enough to overcome this light. And there is no place where we can be buried and sealed away that puts us beyond the love of God. And there is no place that his voice cannot be heard calling out our name at the font or in the grave. Jesus calls our name. And by that call, we find life and life abundant. See how he loved him. See how God so loves this world. Amen.